All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buy a toyota.com toyota let's go places hey what's going on it's bill burr and it's time for the monday morning podcast for monday june 26 2017 what's going on how how you doing how are you doing this fucking monday morning is global warming making your office hot? Um, climate change. Let's give it a nicer name. So, what are we? We gonna euf? Was it a euphemism? Huh? Photosynthesis? Jesus Christ! The the photosynthesis fucking police. There's nothing people enjoy more on the internet other than jerking off to people sold into the sex industry. Sex, what do they call it? Uh, uh, human trafficking is fucking um, correcting somebody. Jesus fucking Christ. The amount of gold I give you, I've got for fucking bid. A pasty fucking dope like me makes a mistake every once every fucking five minutes on a podcast. All of you fucking cunts cannot wait to go on the internet. And just read me the riot act like like you're up for some sort of fucking award in, 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 in the science industry. You know, whatever the fuck they call it. The science circuit. That's what they always call uh, radio guys say that. Yeah, out there, you're working the circuit. <laughs> you mean doing the road? I didn't realize there was a circuit. Um. Everybody fucking coming at me. Photosynthesis. I think you meant pollination laughing my ass off. You know, Jesus fucking Christ. Let me even let me look it up right now. Pollination. Dun, 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 dun. Pollination. Why hasn't there ever been a ball player named that? Pollination is the process by which pollen is transferred to the female reproductive organs of a plant, thereby enabling fertilization to take place. Like all living organisms... Seed plants have a single major goal to pass their genetic information onto. All right, well, how the fuck does it get there? Well, that's pollination. Oh, I, oh, I said photosynthesis. All right, so that's what I thought photosynthesis was. Okay, here we go. Photosynthesis. That doesn't have a good ring. Pollination. Photosynthesis. That's how you'd have to bring them up. Now, batting number 22. Photosynthesis. That's more like the MMA. Fighting out of the red corner. 
I guess, I guess what he would just read the definition. Fighting out of the red corner. The process by which green plants and some other organisms use sunlight to synthesize their foods. Here's the rating. Um, from carbon dioxide to wa- and water. The process by which green plants and some other organisms use sunlight to synthesize foods from carbon, di- carbon dioxide and water. What does synthesize mean? See, this is what happens. Are they using uh, auto-tune? Synthesize. S Y S Y. Sort of synthesize. You know what I meant. All right. Syn the cis. Synthesize. All right. The combination of ideas to form a theory or system. Well, that doesn't sound like the definition they were looking for. Synthesis. Synthesis. Oh, come on, you fucking cunt. Plural synthesis, the formation of a chemical compound through the combination of a simple compound of elements. See, most of you guys that knew that I used the wrong word, you, you couldn't fucking tell me what all this shit meant. You know, unless you, you own a lab coat, right? Photosynthesis, the process by which green plants and some other organism use, use sunlight to synthesize foods from carbon dioxide and water, like digest them. Turn them into something edible. There's some cunt right now like, oh, yeah. Shut up. All right there, you fucking beaker-reading cunt. Fuck you and your black frame glasses. All right? At least I own my work, unlike you in the science industry. Who owns your shit, and what do they use it for? You're out there trying to feed plants using sunlight, right? And all of a sudden, they come up with a new way to send our magic mics. That's what I'm starting to call our missiles. Magic mics. That's what we have in this country. We, we got the top of the line fucking missiles, you know, like the, the, the Mercedes and the Ferraris in F1. Top of the line. We got the magic mics. We shoot them into a city. They only kill the bad people. Right? And all these terrorist groups, they like the fucking, uh, the, uh, who's the guys in the orange cars this year? Their fucking cars blow up every goddamn fucking race. One of the goddamn drivers goes, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm taking a race off. I'm going to go drive the Indy 500. He left Formula One to drive a fucking Indy 5, an Indy car race in America. The McLaren Hondas. They're like the terrorist group. You know what I mean? You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. But we got the Magic Mikes. Magic Mikes photosynthesis. Um, pollination. Whatever. You guys got me. I'm the fucking, what's that guy, Yachty? The guy Yachty who said, blow me like a cello or whatever. I don't think I've ever related to a rapper more in that moment. You know, as white as I am, that's what it took. You know, not talking about this or talking about that. It's the fact that that poor bastard thought a cello was a wind instrument. I was like, you know what? This sounds like the kind of person that I went to summer school with. And you know what? I bet he has other talents. Other than being able to memorize, all you fucking cunts out there, were they able to memorize what photosynthesis was versus pollination? Can I ask you a question? Seriously, in all seriousness, where did it get you? Huh? Other than getting to be some cunt at a cocktail party, you know, what are you, a socialite? You can talk photosynthesis and fashion. Um, you know, by the way, thank you for correcting me. I don't know how it's going to affect my life, but it, it, there was just something about the joy that people took in, 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 in correcting me that uh, I took umbrage with. Did I use that correctly? Or is that the wrong U word? 
You know what? You know what I like about Twitter is I don't even have to read anymore. I'll just say shit that I think is right. You guys can correct me. Right? I'll learn things. You guys can feel better about yourselves. You know, I think I think it's a uh, it's a little fucking what do they call it? A little surf and turf, a little scratch my back, I scratch your back. I don't know what. You see Beyonce's sister, she's got a gig at the fucking Hollywood Bowl. That's pretty what a fucking talented family. You know what I mean? That's how talented that family is. Like, she can't even get anybody to look at her at the Thanksgiving table because her fucking older sister sold out the Rose Bowl. You know what I mean? She's like the fuck up of the family because she only sold out the Hollywood Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, 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 quiet down. Quiet down. Your sister is talking about what it was like to be singing Bootylicious as the stealth bomber flew over the stage. Okay? Um, was that wrong to do that? Speaking of uh, pollination, will this get the beehive after me? You know what's funny about all of those fucking groups? They're so up the ass of the artist. I swear to God, she would fucking, she wouldn't take her goddamn shoes off to run across the street and make a fucking emergency call on one of those old telephones back in the day. Let's just say there wasn't cell phones. If she saw one of you guys sitting on the side of the road, she wouldn't give a shit about you. What's another one? Who's another one has got a big following? You know, the, what is it? It's the Beehive. Doesn't Mariah Carey have one? You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. It's just, I don't know what. There's something about acting like a complete asshole and treating people like shit that just women can't get enough, a certain type of woman, they they can't get enough of it. What is it? Why? You know something? I always wondered if, if more women were like Ronda Rousey or the current champion that I don't know the name of, my apologies. Um, if more of them took like MMA and could actually beat the fuck out of you, would they just not walk around being mean to each other as much? You know, I think that's the only reason why guys aren't as mean as women are, because personally speaking, anyways, because I know that 90 percent of guys can beat the shit out of me. Right. At the very least, land a couple to my, you know, and I fucking bruise like the Irishman I am, you know, stop the fight, you know, two punches in. I don't need that shit. So I, I try to basically, you know, mind my P's and Q's. What does that stand for? Huh? You fucking brainiacs. Um. What does that stand for? Let me find out. Like, you know, and I have to fact check everything so I don't get fucking, I get people up my ass again. Minding your P's and Q's. Minding your P's and Q's. P and Q origin. Or is it, yeah, it's P's and Q's, not P and Q. Mind your P's and Q's, you fucking cunt. How do you not say that without your fucking cunt? What does mind your P's and Q's come from? This is going to be a very special educational podcast. It's just going to be me. All right. Okay. If you've ever been told to mind your P's and Q's, it might have struck you as a rather odd thing to do. That's a nice way of saying it was annoying. I think anytime somebody say, hey, mind your P's and Q's, my immediate thought was, who the fuck is this guy? Telling me to mind these things. Uh, I almost did some 80s comedy. Telling me to mind these things. I don't know what they are. Uh, the concept seems reasonable enough. Behaving, behaving well, not giving offense, but quite, but qu- 
quite what the letters P and Q have to do with this is a little more mysterious. Why not B and D? Oh, Jesus. Here's something. Why not B and D or Eminem? Can you just fucking get a whole entry? All right. Yeah, there's a whole fucking, this guy's just, you know what's something funny about these fucking assholes who write for a living? They just can't get to it. They, they feel if they don't take up a whole fucking page. Or, Bill, maybe there's people out there that enjoy reading. Maybe it's that. Okay. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll take the ride. Why not B&D or M&M, M-N-N, or any other combination? Sadly, as is often is the case with the more intriguing terms in the English language, there is no definitive answer to the, oh, well, what the fuck? No one knows what it means. This last meaning, we're like directing to da, 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 da. mean queen and not queen. What? The best possible manners. Mind your dancing. Hey, I don't know. The Oxford Dictionary doesn't even know the answer. You know what's funny? They don't even have the fucking answer yet. They they still they they still couldn't they couldn't keep their mouth shut, could they? I bet somebody else has one. Somebody at this point, see internet. Somebody's gonna take a guess. All right, what does it mean? Ever been told to mind your P's and Q? Every yes, yes, that's why I'm here. Unless you're working a mechanical printing press at the time, chances are you are fairly subtly being told to mind your manners. What exactly are your P's and Q's? The short answer is no one really knows. Why isn't that? Why, why isn't that right there? Mind your P's and Q's. What does it mean? And then boom, nobody knows. What, what kind of a fucking ass? You ever been told to mind your P's and Q's? Well, unless you work in a printing press. Fucking two paragraphs. This, you know what it is? Because this is delving into the world of people that, that like to know shit. So even when they don't know shit, they still have to fucking write three paragraphs on it. All right, fuck all of this. Fuck all of it. That was just frustrating. Um, anyways, and I am actually, you know, before I looked up those things, before I remembered that you guys corrected me, you know, maybe you guys weren't being assholes. Maybe you're just trying to help me out, you know, so next time I'm hanging around a socialite, you know. A socialite, as far as I can tell, is just a, a, a well-read gold digging whore you know like how did you get there you got to be married to somebody rich if you just walk if you're just pleasant to be around you don't really have a fucking job i mean somebody's got to be bringing home the bacon right bringing home the bacon where did that come from well you know i mean unless you're unless you're a farmer i don't know uh, unless you you're working a, uh, unless you're a butcher i was 20 fucking paragraphs later point is nobody really knows um Anyways, I'm actually uh, relieved, believe it or not, because I did the big poppy roast on, uh, what was it, Thursday night, and thank Christ, it went about as great as it could have gone. I'm not a big fan of doing roasts. You know what the last roast I did was? I did the Patrice O'Neill roast like 15 years ago or something, whenever the hell that was. That was the last time, because I never understood doing one unless you were friends with the person, Right. But what I always like is I always see guys like Lenny Clark and, Den- and uh, Dennis Leary. 
you know, they're always hanging out at Red Sox games, getting up in the broadcast booth. And I'm like, I would love to fucking do some shit like that. I need to do more Boston hometown shit. So this thing came up and I'm like, oh, why did it have to be a roast? And Nia chimed in. She's like, you should do it. So I said, yes, I'll do it. Then I had no time to fucking write because I was dealing with a bunch of other shit. And uh, all of a sudden, it was a few days away. And um, I dealt with that race, that race, that roast, the way this country dealt with uh, Y2K. You know, where we waited until the last second. Then we were like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Like we treated it like a fucking giant term paper. That's what I did. Um, And it was a race. To Thursday, what I was trying to say. A race to the finish line. A race against time. Um, and I actually figured out how my brain works when it comes to those fucking things. It's the same way it works for stand-up. But for some reason, you think like a roast, I have to sit down and write jokes. That's not what I needed to do. I needed to, to put my daughter... Is that my daughter in there? I had to put my daughter in the stroller and walk around the block... And then I had to, uh, I smoked a cigar by myself on the back porch and I just kept thinking of shit and I would just videotape myself saying it. And then I had all these videos and I forget if I told you this guys, you guys this on, uh, oh, sorry, on Thursday, but I just watched the videos and I just spliced together every good one, just transcribed them. And then I had the block of everybody, right? I had Poppy, Gronk, Pedroia, Josh Wolf, Lenny Clack, Sarah Tiana, Anthony Mackey. I had everybody that was on the fucking thing. And I just would put them underneath, you know, each name. And then I just then made a new document. And I just took the best of the best, slid them over. Then I put them in the best possible order. Then I went in order of person. And then I smoothed it out. And um, and it all worked. Thank fucking Christ. The only way to make fun of David Ortiz was just to make fun of how he looked and the fact that he was a DH. That's all I had. And I made fun of the Dominican Republic a little bit. Um, and that was it. That was it. So I don't know if this video... I know Gronk fucking killed... Pedroia killed. He told this fucking hilarious story about Poppy not knowing his first name was Dustin. Somebody said to him, like, Poppy was in the batter's box. Not the batter's box. He was on, like, the on-deck circle, and Pedroia was stepped out of the batter's box. The umpire called timeout or something, and the catcher just said hello to D. said, hey, what's up, Dustin? And when Dustin walked over to Poppy to talk to him, Poppy said, he goes, what the fuck did that guy just say to you? The fuck did that guy just call you? He's, he said, he said, what's up, Dustin? And Poppy was like, what the fuck does that mean? He goes, uh, that's my first, that's my first name. Poppy was like, Re- oh yeah? Like he didn't even know. <laughs> he thought his name was Pee Wee. So Pedroia's like, dude, it's my first name. They introduce me every time I go up to bat. I've been going up to bat like 10,000 times. I bat in front of you. Every time I come to the plate, they say, now batting number 15, Dustin Pedroia. And it just, it never clicked with them. There's another guy I would have gone to summer school with. Pedroia got it. Like, I think Pedroia got it the worst. He was hilarious. He just kept sitting there like, dude, what the fuck? 
Every, you know, it was just, I think he got, you know, speaking of 11,000, it was like 11,000 short jokes for him. So there, there is clips of it up on the internet. Um, it wasn't the greatest organized thing. It was the first time they did it and they didn't know how to do a roast and you can't have people filming at it because a roast is so over the top and that's how people get in trouble and they, you know, they take shit out of context and blah, 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 blah. It's completely fucking over the top. So, uh. You know, I don't know why. I don't know why they they let people film. I don't know why things happen. Why did things happen like that? But anyways, I had to go on dead last, and everybody fucking killed. Lenny went up first, killed. Adam Ray went up dressed as a Yankee fan named Tony and just told everybody in the crowd to suck his dick and kept trashing Big Poppy and then bragging about the Yankees' 27 championships, and the crowd loved it. While they were booing him, they were also loving it. He was fucking hilarious. Um, Anthony Mackie killed Sarah Tiana fucking destroyed Probably had my favorite joke in the night And then uh, Fucking Gronk went up, killed, then Pedroia And then I had to go up last And uh, It's one of those things as you sit there You know You're kind of losing angles as you go So I tried to do I tried to just go like A unique way so with Gronk, I knew everybody was going to say he was stupid. So I was like, all right, I'm going to say he's smart. I'm going to go that way with it. Uh, by the way, by the way, um, he actually was commenting on how he hates going to concerts and how everybody sits there fucking looking at the concert through their phone. You know what I mean? How fucking stupid that is. I love everybody thinks that that guy's dumb. You know, like you can make it to the NFL, memorize the playbook and all of that, all that sh- fucking shit you got to learn and then go out on the field against the top athletes on the planet and make split second decisions and reactions to how they're reacting to you. And people feel that you can actually get there and just be this big, dumb guy. I knew he wasn't going to be dumb when I met him and he wasn't. So that was a uh, that made the shit that I was going to say about him even better. I mean, I did one dumb joke. About him being dumb. But I had to get through it. I had to do like fucking 10, 12 minutes. So anyways, it uh, it went great. And my favorite part about it was uh, Poppy yelled fuck you at me I f- at least three or four times. <laughs> and I just kept going fuck you too, man. It's a roast. You wanted to get roasted. Here we go. And uh, he was such a fucking great guy. The guy really like, it was, it was a rock star, man. His whole vibe is a fucking rock star. So when I finished, he got up off the chair and came over and gave me a big fucking hug and, uh, and thanked me for doing it. Just, just really like one of the great fucking people I've ever gotten to do something like that for. So um, what was funny is I had, I had just as much, I think I had more jokes about Lenny Clark than I did about Poppy just because I knew him, which is why I always feel like if you're going to do a roast, you should know the person. And... Um, What's hilarious is uh, Lenny has been clean and sober for like a quarter of a century. And uh, all of my jokes were about him just being a fucking, you know, complete maniac. I, I, I talked to him basically like he wasn't sober, like he hadn't been sober. For, and he was, you know, the best guy, about, uh, great sport about it. So anyways, long story short, um, I got through it. And I told you once I got through that gig. My, the whole rest of my year, fucking nothing. Easy, 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 easy peasy. Everything's in my wheelhouse. It's the weirdest fucking year for me. I All the crazy shit I had to do this month, 
Oh, this year was all in this month. All of this stuff of just, uh, I haven't thought, I haven't sat worried thinking, how the fuck is this going to go this many times in one month since back when I first started out doing stand-up, which basically every show I was going up thinking like, ah, fuck, commit to your shit, get that first laugh, ride the wave, don't go over, say goodnight, get the fuck out of there, you know? So um, that's it. And I'm ready to go to the summer. The next night, we all went to the game, got to see the retirement ceremony. And uh, it was great, man. Jim Rice was there, Carl Yastrzemski, um, Veritek, Pedro Martinez. Um, Pedroia came out, and uh, I got to see the whole thing, man. They took the, you know, uncovered it, got to see when they were first put 34 up there. And... um, I got to admit, though, part of it was sad. It was like, fuck, it's over. It's over. Now he's part of the history of the Boston Red Sox. And um, I don't know. I, I, you know, all those ceremonies, man, they always just remind you that you're going to fucking die. Like, oh, now he's too old to play baseball. He's too old to fucking play. And it, I'm like 15 years fucking older than he is or 10 years older than him. You know? Seeing Carl Yastrzemski coming out with all white hair. I should have known that was coming. That guy played until he was like fucking 40. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm nine years older than when that guy retired. Maybe he played like, to like 43. I don't fucking know. This is getting depressing. How do I get out of this? How the fuck do I get out of this? Oh, I know. Let's talk F1 and fucking MotoGP. Um, all right. So. Race number fucking eight or nine of the F1 uh, season in uh, Azerbaijan. Is that how you say it? Azerbaijan? Baijan, whatever. Just east of Georgia. And I don't mean fucking Georgia, United States. The country Georgia. And I guess it's in Asia. It's not Eastern Europe. I always get, it's always weird. Georgia and all the way over there. You don't know where the fuck they're at. Uh, one of the coolest cities. Um on the F1 circuit, using that word circuit, uh, just a beautiful city. I would love to go there, but I definitely looked up, like, is that, like, uh, one of those places I shouldn't go? Should I have, like, a Canadian uh, fucking flag on my backpack? Should I speak in an Irish brogue <laughs> when I go there? Um, seemed like it was pretty safe. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I had a great time. What crazy goddamn fucking race. Congratulations to Daniel Ricardo, who I think might be the best driver in F1, considering he doesn't have the best engine and he's always on the fucking podium. And he drinks champagne out of his fucking shoe. So, you know, God bless you. And I don't know about this Lewis Hamilton guy. I was a fan. I think he's a fucking great driver, but I don't know. They said he didn't hit the brakes. For those of you guys don't watch, they, they were under caution and the fucking safety car was out there. You know, guys always complain that the safety car drives too fucking slow, you know, which cools off their tires, then they don't have any grip, and then they slam into the fucking wall or into each other, right? So anyways, Hamilton was complaining that the fucking guy was driving too slow, and then for whatever reason, he hits the brakes really hard, and Sebastian Vettel rear-ended him, and he was like, what the fuck? And then he... Vettel pulls up alongside of him and slammed his cars and like, you know, tire to tire. And uh, he got a 10 second penalty for that. And um, 
I don't know. I kind of view it, as, and they said Hamilton didn't slam on the brakes, but I kind of viewed this as one of the, the ball don't lie. You know, they say that in basketball when there's some piece of shit foul, bullshit foul, guy flops. You go up there and you miss the foul shots. They always say the ball don't lie. Well, only uh, after that thing, they said Hamilton slam on the brakes. Hamilton didn't slam on the brakes, and Vettel was guilty of slamming into him. And they only gave him a 10-second penalty. I guess they said there should have been more. Uh, so he basically has to drive into the fucking pits and sit there for 10 seconds as everybody keeps going and then drives back out again. But Hamilton, after that, uh, that fucking thing that goes around his neck or whatever outside the car, that thing came loose. So he had to fucking pull in anyways, which fucked him over and Vettel still beat him. So I looked at that like the ball don't lie. And Hamilton, fuck, I didn't like how he fucking said, he says to his team saying, Botas should slow down. He should slow down so to help me pass Vettel. Go fuck yourself. What about last year when the team called you up to slow down for fucking uh, Nico Rosberg and you're like, nah, I'm good. You were out there driving for yourself. You know what that guy reminds me of? He reminds me of a couple of comedians. I'm not going to fucking mention their names. When I was on there on my way up with them and they were these fucking people they were happy if you got something as long as they had more and they would literally stab your mother in the eye if they could get an inch forward that's what i got out of that fucking shit he should slow down go fuck you got a fucking mercedes-benz engine that isn't enough for you i still like lewis hamilton but that was kind of girly that was kind of girly i thought you know what i mean i might be out of my fucking mind yeah i don't like that shit this is what i don't like about f1 is basically the, the fucking Mercedes and, and the Ferraris, okay, if you don't root for either one of those other teams, every other team, it's like they're out there driving around in a fucking Z28, okay, and Ferrari and Mercedes, they're driving around in a Corvette Z06. Seeing that Lance Stroll, he was like 10 seconds ahead of uh, uh, Botas. What happened to him in the early part of the race? Oh, the early part of the race, everybody fucking hit each other in the beginning. So he had to go, and he was immediately a lap down. He's a lap down. He does this stroker race shit like a fucking movie. Just flies through the entire fucking field. I mean, Daniel Ricciardo did the same thing, but he's, he's in the Red Bull thing. They got, like, an inferior engine. Like, they won't give him one of those Mercedes. They won't sell the guy a Mercedes or a Ferrari engine because he knows he, he'd be too much of a problem. That's why I think he's the best driver out there because he's driving around in basically a fucking Z28 and he's always up on the podium. So anyways, um, Force India, my fucking team there, I don't know what's going on with them. They got this whole Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bobby shit going on, slamming into each other. What the fuck is wrong with them? Esteban Ocon and Sergio Perez, they basically took each other out of the race. They would have been on the podium, one, possibly two cars. And for half a fucking second, what is it, the Haas team, the fucking American team, Magnussen was like in third place, all right? Two of the Williams, it was the craziest fucking race. Like the front of the race was Daniel Ricciardo, like both Williams Martini, Martini racing, whatever the fuck you say it, and uh, Magnuson. Then, of course, they all just get run down. They all get fucking run down. Botas was like 10 seconds behind Stroll with like 10 laps to go, and he fucking caught him right at the finish line to get second place. Um, so that's it. I can no longer root for fucking Ferrari, and I can't root for uh, Mercedes because I feel like I'm rooting for the Yankees or the Red Sox. The only reason why I root for the Red Sox is because I'm from Boston. What am I supposed to do? 
But like, you know, they both blow $200 million, but not this year. The Yankees haven't, but I'm just saying, generally speaking throughout history, right? So I can't, I can't like pile on, pull a Kevin Durant or a LeBron down in Miami or the big three in Boston, two out of three anyways. Um, I can't fucking do that. So my team, my teams, I like, I like the force India, India team. And I like the, uh, the Williams racing team. That's the coolest looking car. I think I like their colors, you know, red, white, and blue. I guess they used to dominate, though. I, I got to read up more on this sport. I don't get how you used to fucking dominate, and then everybody, you just suck. You know? I don't get it. It's not like other sports where you got athletes getting old and dying. Not dying, retiring, I should say. I mean, if you know how to make a fucking engine work at that level, shouldn't you just know how to do it? I know, I know the driver does count for something, but gee, I don't fucking know what I'm saying. I don't know shit about this stuff. I just know it's fun to watch. I guess Red Bull won like three in a row, like, I don't know, five, six years ago. And then all of a sudden, what engine were they using then? Well, look it up, Bill. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to look it up and it'll be like fucking P's and Q's and no one will have an answer. So I watched that today. And then I also watched the, uh, the MotoGP race, which was fucking insane. Both races were great. The MotoGP race was even fucking better. Like, as crazy as that race was, they have a problem with that uh, Azerbaijan race where because it goes through a city, they don't have those cranes to lift the cars out of the way, and there's fucking debris all over the track. Um, They actually had a red flag, and everybody just pulled in and just stopped as all these guys were running around the track picking up shit from other cars that is smashed into each other. As crazy as that race was, the MotoGP race was, was the shit. Valentino Rossi, he's like 38 fucking years old. He ended up winning the thing. Um, just imagine all the bullshit that was happening, F1 with them bumping into each other. They're, they're doing it on motorcycles, going like 150, 200 fucking miles an hour. Um, you know who the, the guy I like the best on that? I mean, I always root for Valentino Rossi just because he's old and I relate and I want him to keep winning so it doesn't make me feel like, you know, when he retires, I'm like, oh, there's another guy. Um, I like that Johan, Johan Zarco. That guy's a fucking lunatic. And I also like the color of the bike, the black and the yellow, whatever they got. Um, I like him. I like, and then I also like, uh, the Ducati team. I like that. How do you say his last name? Dovi, Dovicioso. I can't say it. I can't say it. Someone's got to say it. I got to watch another 15 races to be able to pronounce that. D-O-V-I-Z-I-O-S-O. Zioso, do dovi dovi zioso dovi zioso. Is that how you say it? German Irish. Like we usually have two syllable, one syllable fucking last names. I can't. That's that's too many fucking hills. Dovi zioso, Andrea dovi zioso. Grazie, prego. Uh, just an incredible fucking race. Mark Marquez was in there too. Um, and then that fucking lunatic, the, the British guy, Cal Crutchlow. I don't know where the fuck he came from. That guy rides like a lunatic. The way he rode in Johan Zarco, I like them. They're out of their fucking minds. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm all in on both of those races. They're so fucking easy to watch. 20-something laps, and then the, uh, the one today with the cars was like, what, like 50 fucking laps, 51? It's a good goddamn time. And then after that, I take my daughter out, you know, 
a lot of people, when they want to get their babies to fall asleep, a lot of dads, what they do is they put them in the car and they drive around. It's hilarious because the movement makes them go to sleep, but then you get to a red light and they wake up and they start crying again. That's why I am a big proponent of the stroller. All right, because you can keep that fucking thing. Even if you're at a red light, you can keep it, you know, if you're walking. And also, it's a great way to prevent the dreaded dad bod. Okay, all you fucking guys out there, you throw them in the car and then you drive around, you know, then they fall asleep. And then what do you do? You hit the drive through because you're tired. You know, Arby's, we have the meats. And then you get that fucking sandwich that also has a pig on it, the pork the spare ribs or whatever the fuck they put on there, the ribs, the hoof, the hoof. Um, yeah, I've been just walking her around my neighborhood and she falls asleep and then uh, I just keep walking throughout her whole nap. I went to the fucking butcher, went to the uh, supermarket, knock out some errands as she's asleep. You just keep it fucking moving the whole time. You throw the groceries on the bottom of the uh, stroller and that's it. Here's a little dad tip for you. If you got, you got a better one, I don't know what to tell you. I do the elliptical while she's still sleeping in the morning, and then I, I take her for a trip around the neighborhood. You got to do it. You can't, you can't do the car thing, man. You got to go out and walk. Put on your track shoes, right? Track shoes, your dad's socks, your fucking jean shorts, whatever the fuck you got going on. Your uh, true religion jeans. <laughs> I love that I never gave into that fed. Those were the Z Cavaricis of fucking last decade. Giant stitching with the fucking, you want to get lucky boy fucking <laughs> horseshoe on the back. Uh, there was always something funny about a horseshoe on the ass pockets. That always, to me, was more gay pride parade than uh, fucking, hey, look at the fucking chicks over there. But they fuck, they loved them. They loved them. And speaking of fucking... The gay pride parade. You know what's slowly making a comeback, and I love it because I never had a problem with it, is rollerblading. Rollerblading is slowly making a comeback. I loved it. I used to go down the beach with my short shorts on, skating backwards. <laughs> I'm kidding. Little boy short, true religion boy shorts. I did it. We sure we all did. Ah, there's the Photoshop for the week. But you know what? There's no fucking true religion boy shorts. So good luck with you on that one, fucko. Um, No, I liked it. I used to play fucking uh, in New York and out in Santa Monica, down in Venice Beach. I used to play uh, roller hockey. And uh, Jesus Christ, catching an edge never hurt more than when you were in a fucking parking lot. Ugh, You had to go elbow pads. You had to do it. Elbow and knee pad. You just had to fucking do it. You know, out there dressed like Robocop. Because when you went down, you were, you were fucked. Um, the only thing that sucked is the, the hockey gloves. You didn't have that thing. And I actually broke my wrist. I broke a bone in my wrist. I used to, here's, here's, oh my God, way back. Way, way, way back. Way back in the fucking day. I used to play 2-1-2 rollerblade hockey at the t- on the top of parking garages in West Hollywood. <laughs> Um, I used to play it with three other comics. It was me and Dane Cook, and it was versus, we were all Boston comics versus uh, Rick D'Elia and Rest His Soul, uh, Pete Cummins. And uh, I remember we used to, I remember playing the day of the Super Bowl. 
just laughing at how insane the fucking weather was, that it was 80 degrees out. We went out there, had a great fucking game, super, super highly competitive fucking game. And we used to play at the top of the parking garage because for whatever reason on like the Sundays or whatever, they would just never, there wouldn't be enough people. No one wanted to park on the roof because the car would get all fucking hot on the inside. And we would play up there and sometimes someone would park up there, but no one would ever rat us out. And only a couple of times did the ball ever go over the edge that I remember, but we always had like an extra one. But uh, we used to do that all the time and it was a great time. And uh, I never understood why the whole fucking fad went away. There was one homophobic joke. One homophobic joke killed me. And what's the hardest thing about rollerblading? Telling your parents, telling, telling your parents that you're gay. That one little joke, the whole fucking thing, the whole thing went away. I never understood it. I got to the point, I was the one, the, the guy who took his break off. That was like a big thing. When you lived in New York, you had to be cool. You had to take your break off and learn how to stop the other way. Like, yeah, why would I want to be able to stop quick when I'm skating out in traffic with cabs and shit? I can't believe I never died. Um, I had a couple of really close calls. So fucking stupid. I would never do that again. I just chalked that up to... Uh, being young like i still lived in new york and i was close to central park 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 and i was gonna go rollerblading i would i would at this my age i would walk to the park carrying my fucking rollerblades <laughs> i have no shame about it i know a lot of people are embarrassed that they rollerbladed i have no fucking shame no shame if I lived closer to a boardwalk, I would own a pair and I would go out there. It's so much more fun than doing the fucking elliptical. It's better exercise, you know? You put on your wireless headphones, right? You tie your T-shirt off at the waist and, you know, you go out there and you, you have a good time. Maybe you have some tassels on. <laughs> I don't know why. I, have, I, I think it's hilarious that everybody got all fucking weird about it. Um, as you can tell, I haven't read any advertising. I haven't done any fucking questions because, uh, I'm recording it early and I still haven't got my materials for the week. Let's hit refresh. See if they came in. Let's see. Nothing, 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 no advertising, no nothing. All right. I'll keep talking here. I'll keep talking. I'll read the ads and then I'll do the fucking, I'll do the fucking, uh, what do you call it? I'll do the questions. All right. Um, all right. No dad bod. I already talked about that. Oh, Billy, no fun. Billy, no fun. Billy, no fun. Didn't drink until Friday night. Um, took my nephew to the game. And after I dropped him off, I went back into the city and I had uh, two home pours and a fucking uh, and a, and a cigar. But then I didn't drink last night, and uh, today I had one Coors Light just because they they made the old stubby bottles again. I just had to add one, and it was fucking delicious. But I don't count that. I just had one. I didn't get fucked up. Um, Anyways, so I've been doing that shit, got the drinking back under control, and um, I'm going to find out this week, by the way, if there's going to be a season three of F is for Family. So I'm a little nervous um, to find out. So, uh, if you haven't watched it yet, it would really help us if you guys would watch this week to give it a nice little boost. You know, I know there's a ton of good shit out there. I know bloodline came back. I know some of you guys are working your way through Fargo or better call Saul, but, uh, if you could just give us just, you know, watch one episode, something, anything will help. Um, cause we're going to find out this week and, um, 
So, anyways, I went to the Red Sox Friday night. Saturday, I came home, and the Angels game was on against the Red Sox because, you know, I get the Angels feed out here. And now I'm back into watching baseball. I'm watching racing, and I actually watched the end of the BC Eagles versus the Edmonton Eskimos. I watched a CFL game. I got to tell you, it was highly entertaining because the BC Eagles fucking defense sucks. Um, one of those high-scoring games or whatever, they tied it up. And then, you know, with, like, tied it up with, like, no time left. And the Edmonton Eskimos go out, and the first fucking play, they gave up, I don't know, a nice 80-yard meter, whatever the fuck they call it, a kilometer, whatever they call it up there, uh, pass, and then they lost the game, kicked a field goal, and it was over. And I know a lot of people shit on the CFL. It's on TSN. It's good shit, you know? I look at it this way. This is college players that weren't good enough to make it, you know, into the, uh, into the NFL. But any, any one of those CFL teams could beat the best fucking college team out there because it's made of college all-stars. Like the NFL, it's college all-stars. The NFL is just the best of the best college all-stars. The CFL is all the college all-stars that could not make it to the NFL. So it's still competitive football. They got that giant field. I actually enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. I always watch like the Edmonton Eskimos just because like way back in the day, it always seemed like Doug Flutie and Warren Moon or some shit were always on those teams. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. BC Eagles came back. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta watch these guys. I'm, I'm going to root for these guys. And they fucked the game up. Um, all right. I don't know what else to talk about. I'm running out of shit. Uh, uh congratulations to the lady in, in Australia who breastfed in, in, in parliament. I don't know why that was a big deal, but evidently it's a big deal. I don't know. I have to be honest with you. My whole fucking life, I've never heard one guy ever say that he had an issue with breastfeeding in public. I don't know what the fucking problem is. Um, I think it's more for like guys that don't have kids yet. And it like grosses them out because they're like, I want to be sticking my face in there. And now there's a baby there and that weirds me out and it makes my chubby go away. (laughs) I don't know what the deal is. I also don't think, but I'd be honest with you, I don't think you should be breastfeeding while you're fucking, you know, working for your district. You know, can, can we have your 100% focus here? You know, I don't know. I, but I guess guys could go up there and adjust their balls as they're talking about laws. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what the big deal is about it. Um, I've seen it my whole fucking life, uh, but I also don't know why it's treated like somebody just landed on Mars and came back, you know? Anything women do is now is just like it was so brave, it was so groundbreaking. It was, you know, they try to act like you know they were they were in Braveheart. It's like you fed a baby because it was hungry. Um, oh, I'm running out of shit to talk about. Royal Blood has a new album out. Everybody, now I didn't download their first one. I just downloaded their hit and I played my drums to it a thousand times and I still suck at it. You know that something something to do, but boo got to fucking work it out. However the fucking song goes. I don't even know the words. Um Wow. What did a bow? What did a boo? Um Royal Blood has a new album out and it got good reviews, so I'm gonna download that shit. Cause I have a fucking I got a little rehearsal space. I was over there today. I was over there today. I got my fucking life down. It's perfect. Wake up in the morning, I work out, 
right? While the kid's sleeping, my wife's sleeping, then I run over, I play drums for a fucking hour. I come back like a champ. I make everybody breakfast, you know? I get my bullshit done, and then in the afternoon, I uh, take my fucking precious little baby girl for a walk. That's it. That's it. But you know what? My wife will still find something to complain to me about. Something. I'll, uh, something. There'll be something I'm doing wrong. I just feel like I would like it better if you... I feel like for me... Um, all right, this is the last thing that I got to hit pause until this fucking shit comes in. Uh, the questions here. Come on, man. Send the fucking questions. Refresh button. Hit the refresh button, Bill. Hit the refresh button. Nothing. Wait a minute. I'm an asshole. Oh, I was in the wrong account. What an asshole. What an asshole. This is the kind of guy who doesn't know the difference between photosynthesis and pollination. Fighting out of the blue corner. Here we go. Oh, and lo and behold, there it is. Here we go. Oh, it's time for some advertising. I was just going to give you guys a fun baseball fact. Remind me when I come back. You can't, but I'll, I'll you know. All right. Oh, ba do 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 meundies, meundies. There used to be two all-star games. Do 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 meundies, meundies between 1959 and 1962. And everybody went up to play. Their balls hurt. They didn't know what to do because their suits were made of wool. They didn't have. Ah, oh, that one sucked. I got to take two on that one. I tried to give you the all that there was two all-star games in 1959, 60, 61, and I believe 62. Um, I might as well give it to you now, right? Might as well tell it to you why not. You know why it is? Do you know why they had two all-star games? Not because, you know, people couldn't afford to travel, so they had one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. It wasn't that. It wasn't. Heavy. Okay. It turns out that uh, playing of the second game was intended to increase the amount of money going to the player's pension fund. Uh, this person says, I wish there was a neater reason than that, like gambling demands or trial formation of an all-stars league, which would be made up of two teams of all-stars that played each other a hundred times a season, but nope, pension fund. That's it. And everybody realized by 1962 or so that the arrangement was dumb. Uh, the public at large is finding a second all-star game, something of an anti-climax, like playing a second world series in Brazil. So 1951, 1960, 61, no, wait, 1959, sorry, 60, 61. They played two all-star games. There you go. I learned that this weekend when I saw a pennant from Fenway about the 1961 all-star games. And they called the Cincinnati Reds, by the way, the Red Legs, which I had never heard of either. Toyota, you know, we all agree that reducing emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, yet they make up less than 10% of all new vehicles today. That's because right now they cost more. They're too expensive, just like all new technology. Consumers worry about range and whether or not they'll be able to find a charging station. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture the batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision of a carbon neutral future. The materials used to make just one long range battery for an EV electric vehicle could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, hey, let's go places. 
Hey, Bill, why don't you get to the advertising? Because that was some of the most boring shit I've ever listened to in my life. Hey, hey, hey. Fair enough. Oh, but do 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 me undies, me undies, mind your fucking Q's and P's. Do 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 me undies, me undies. Ah, I can't fucking sing it this week. I got nothing this week. My brain is fried from writing all those roast jokes. I thought if I was ended with P's, it would give me something to rhyme. Me undies, me undies. Mind your fucking P's and Q's. Do 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 me undies, me undies. Don't pee pee or do the doo doo. In your fucking velvet fucking underwear. If you shit, no one will care because it'll be soft and cradled, yeah. In the taint of your fuck, that's gross. All right, me undies, everybody. Talk about why you think it's important to have great underwear. Well, because it doesn't ride up on your balls and dick there. You perfected your wardrobe, but what about the stuff everybody, every, not everybody gets to see? See, sorry. If you've been settling for store-bought underwear, five packs, I have something that will change your life for the better. It's me undies, everyone. What's the first thing you put on and the last thing you take off? It's your underwear, unless you're Matthew McConaughey. Make your most important piece of clothing the best it can be with me undies. What is me undies? Oh, it's just seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your front door. MeUndies are designed in L.A. and made from sustainably sourced micro-modal, modal? A fabric three times softer than cotton. Well, why don't we clean out our ears with it then? MeUndies, or wipe our ass with it. I mean, if you're telling me that this shit is better than cotton, well, I guess cotton is natural. MeUndies, softer than soft. Luxury undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns. So you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. And guess what? You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. And if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay, man. You can still save. That's because MeUndies is offering 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash Burr, and get 20% off your first pair. Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash Burr. Hey! MeUndies.com slash Burr. Oh, I love it. There's only three or four reads this week. All right, Helix. Helix, you're unique. You're a special little fucking snowflake. You don't walk like everyone else, talk like everyone else, shoot, shit, uh, sleep like everyone else. So why is your mattress one size fits all? Because a truly customized mattress will cost you five to $10,000 until now. Go to helixsleep.com. Helix, answer a few simple questions and they'll run a 3D biomechanical model of your body through their proprietary algorithms they've developed with the help of the world's leading ergonomics and biomechanics experts. The result, the most comfortable mattress you've ever slept on. Helix, Helix, customers report a 30% improvement in overall sleep quality. And for couples, for fucking swingers, they customize each side of the mattress. You can fuck your... uh, You can fuck somebody else while your partner's still sleeping. Your mattress arrives at your door in about a week and the shipping is 100% free. That's why everyone from GQ Magazine to Forbes are all talking about helixsleep.com. You have 100 nights to try it out, and if you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free. Gross! And give you 100% refund, no questions asked. Go to helixsleep.com slash burr and get $50 off your order. That's helixsleep.com slash burr. Hey! Helixsleep.com slash burr, spelled H-E-L-I-X. Dollar Shave Club, dude. Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. 
I talked to this guy this weekend. That he had like one of those Boston accents that it sounds like he's slurring. I'll try to recreate it. You'll get a great shave and a great price conveniently delivered right to your door. No, you no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave, dude. I spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky... Sh- I can't even do it. Gimmicky shaving tech- technology you don't even need. And when you use do- uh, Dollar Shave Club's executive razor with their Dr. Kavi's Easy Shave the blade just gently glides, giving you a smooth shave. Dr. Carver's shave butter is transparent for a more precise shave. Helps prevent ingrown hairs and feels great on your bulls. Make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, new members can get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of Carvey's cheesy shave butter for only $5 off. Oh, for, for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few dollars a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. There are no hidden fees. No commitments. Cancel anytime you like. You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com. That's dollarshaveclub.com. One more, for God's sakes. Our old friends. Should old acquaintance be forgot and their copy not be read? Stamps.com. Stamps save you time and money, which you can use to grow your business. You can mail any letter, any package using just your computer or printer. And the mailman comes and picks it up. That's right, the mailman. He's not breastfeeding while he walks to the goddamn mailbox. He's grabbing his balls, walking right up the walk. Avoid the hassle, man, of the post office and mail everything from postcards to envelopes to packages, domestic or international. Create your stamps account in minutes online with no equipment to lease and no long-term commitments. Unlike the post office, stamps.com never closes. Print postage or letters or package for what? Print postage for letters or packages at your, at your convenience 24-7. Keywords, descriptions. Convenient, easy, reliable, flexible. Uh, Stamps.com brings all the service of the U.S. Post Office right to your fingertips. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer. Uh, No need to lease an expensive postage meter. I use Stamps.com anytime I'm selling posters afterwards, after my shows, if I want to whore myself out. If I can figure it out, God damn it, you can too. And right now, you too can enjoy Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale without long-term commitments. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Burr. That's Stamps.com, enter Burr. Thank friggin' God I'm done with that shit. I hate doing a lot of reads during the summer. All right, here we go. Let's read some of the content. Some of the content. Oh, hey, I got I got to promote a Paul Versey show. Paul Versey with the hilarious Mike Faverman are co-headlining a comedy show to help raise awareness to fight. That's film intervening, getting high team. Jesus Christ, that's a fucking mouthful. It's a nonprofit that helps young adolescents tell inspiring stories through film and video creations that help curb the opiate epidemic. Uh, founded by Oxymoron writers, Oxymoron's writer slash director, Johnny Hickey. You ever see that movie? That's a good one. Check that one out. Um, they're doing the show at the Kowloon on Route 1 in Saugus this Thursday, July 29th, 7 to 10 p.m., free buffet with ticket purchase uh, of $40. All right? 
Go to the Kowloon Route 1 Saga. Some of the best fucking Chinese food you're ever going to have. Paul Verzi, Mike Faverman are going to fucking kill it. 7 and 10 p.m. What? 7 dash 10 p.m.? Are there two shows, one show? 7 to 10? I don't know what it is. Look it up. All right? Kowloon Route 1 Saga's. All right, three drink rule. Hey, Bilbo Bag Tits. I have three drinks tonight and went home. I feel great about myself. From a fellow adult. Ooh, a little shade there in the end. I don't know, dude. Three drinks, you'll become a bloated fat fuck. You had three drinks and then you drove home? What kind of drinks? Um, all right. Here's, here's one for you, buddy. I drank probably over 300 days last year. I don't feel good about myself. Um, and me needing to shut it down in no way should make you feel self-conscious about what you're doing to the point you have to be cunty to me and say you feel great about yourself. Um, all right, that's it. So good for you. Keep having three drinks tonight and feeling good about yourself. When you don't feel good about yourself, shut it down. You know what I'll do? I'll support you. Cancer charity sham. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's another one. Here's another one. In a rare... Joint action with the attorneys general for each of the 50 states. The Federal Trade Commission says four cancer charities run by extended members of the same family con donors out of $187 million from 2008 through 2012 and spent almost nothing to help actual cancer patients. And what happens to these people? Are they going to go to jail? Children's Cancer Fund. All right, let's see. In a rare, blah, 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 each of the charities charged were the subject of extensive reporting by CNN in 2013. Because I, I remember this story. And in each instance, none of the four charities would comment. We were ordered out of the building at the Cancer Fund of America in Knoxville, Tennessee, home of the Tennessee Volunteers, uh, and were the object of an, obs- of an obscene gesture by the CEO of the Breast Cancer Society. Uh, that's, usually, uh, that's usually a good sign that it's bullshit. If you're raising money to, for cancer, for, uh, to help kids stricken with cancer, and you're the CEO and you give the finger of media, which is going to help promote, yeah, that's probably a good sign. The Cancer Fund of America is run by James Reynolds Sr., his son, James Reynolds Jr. This is all alleged, by the way, before these scumbags, allegedly, start to sue me for reading this, is the CEO of the Breast Cancer Society. Another charity, the Child's Cancer Fund of America, is run by Rose Perkins, the ex-wife of the elder James Reynolds. He, he's also the CEO of the fourth charity, Cancer Support, Support Survi- Services. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, if they're doing dirt, I hope they get caught and they go to fucking jail. Jesus Christ, man. That is like some sociopath shit. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. And you're going out buying like a fucking, buy yourself a Raptor. Like a fucking, what could you, here's something for you. What could you buy yourself with, with cancer? Shit that was supposed to go to, to help kids. What could you buy yourself? Oh, my God. That, that is, I mean, that is just, that is just. That's on another fucking level. I think even bankers would be like, really, dude? Jesus Christ. How about a little fucking, a little bit of tact, something? Um, 
All right. Transgender habits. Hey, Billy Muffintop. Oh, that's so true. I listened to NPR a few months ago, maybe even a few years ago. Oh, Jesus. This is already losing credibility. I can't remember if it was last month or 2010. I heard a segment you might be interested in. I believe it was This American Life. But they asked a transgendered man... Uh, I don't know what that means. A woman becoming a man. I get it, I think. Uh, If there was any interesting changing. Well, he talked about after his transition, he was now more into science, was way more interested in sex, and wasn't able to access his emotions as much anymore. Oh, so those are basically guy things? That's kind of interesting. I would think way more interested in sex because you're finally the sex you want to be. Science, that's really interesting, and weren't able to access your emotions more. I don't know. I have no idea. That's Well, there you go. So maybe I wasn't wrong, thinking that somebody's habits changed. Uh, female privilege. Hey, man. Uh, love your podcast. Hope your family's doing great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wasn't that nice of you? My family is doing great. My daughter is awesome, and my wife, I have a whole new level of love for watching her be a mom. Aww. Have a read at this article when you get a chance. Um, okay, female nurse found guilty of dangerous driving, causing death to be sentenced. Do I want to read this? There aren't any kids involved in this. Is this come on? We already saw a potential scam. Okay, BC nurse found guilty of dangerous driving, causing death, sentenced to 90 days in jail. The families of two young people are angry over a dangerous driving sentence giving the woman who killed them. Okay, the BC nurse found guilty of dangerous driving, causing death to two people who has been sentenced to 90 days in jail. Andalina Hesimovic was driving at high speeds through pet, pit meadows in October 2010. She ran a red light, jumped a concrete median, and slammed into a car carrying Becky Dyer, 19 and Johnny D. Oliveira, 21. The couple who were on their way home from a concert were killed instantly. Along with the 90-day sentence, Hesimovic also received two years probation, 120 hours of community service, and three years driving probation. Um, She will serve her sentence intermittently between Tuesdays and Thursdays around her work schedule. Oh, my God, what a joke. Dyer's mother, Debbie, said this sentence is not showing the public that our justice system actually is a justice system. It's actually a legal system. It's not going to deter other drivers from doing the same. Oh, my God. Dee Oliveira's mom, Audrey, echoed the same sentiment. Six years is a long time. She's put everybody through, and she's only getting a little bit here, a little bit there. It's wrong. Yeah, that's terrible. That's fucking terrible. That's fucking horrible. You know, at some point when you're driving that fast, you do, I mean, I think those laws are all going to change. I know they have with drunk driving. I think because she wasn't drunk and jails are all filled up, at least in this country, like, I, I don't understand that. But, I mean, your life should be tremendously affected. If you, were, if you were driving that fucking fast and then killed two innocent people, I think the whole, well, she's never committed a crime, she's a nurse, she's a productive member of society, I think a lot of that goes out the fucking window. Well, she did something tremendously stupid and now two people are dead forever. 
So at the very least, you can do 90 straight days in jail. What do you say there? And, and yeah, I guess you'll have to figure out what you're gonna, how you're going to find another job after that. What kind of cool job does she have? I have to be on jail. I have to be in jail on Tuesday and Thursdays because I killed two people. On Tuesday, I go to jail for the woman I killed. On Thursday, I go to jail for the guy I killed. So, like, can I work, like, Monday? Not Wednesday, because I'll be, like, so tired from being in jail from one day. Um, can I work, like, Monday, Friday, Saturday, and a half-day Sunday? Uh, that's Yeah, that's disgusting. Fucking disgusting. All right. My girlfriend is becoming a feminist. Hey there, daddy bald freckle. First of all, English is, isn't my mother tongue. So sorry if I fucked up a bit. All right. I was wondering why that. <laughs> I could just see you Googling daddy bald freckle and just mashing them. That's what I would have done. All right. And I'm 33 years old and I'm an 18, in an 18-month relationship with a terrific girl. After four rather unsuccessful relationships, I finally had the feeling she could be the one. Um, she has her flaws like every person, but hey, so do I. But when it comes down to the important features like honesty, moral values, similar lifestyles and interests, she really is my match. And to top it all off, in bed, it never gets boring. Dude, this is your second language. This is great. She's more on the submissive side. Maybe you're just fucking with me and you deliberately wrote a bad insult. Um, she's more on the submissive side if you understand wink and some things sometimes get wild. Gross. Gross. I now have no sympathy for you. But in a very nice way, he tries to say. After our sexy time session, gross, we lay next to each other. Comp- ah, ah. Completely out of breath, feeling like nothing can touch us. Sounds cheesy, but it's really beautiful. Why did you go into all that detail? Oh, my God, that was disgusting. Did I ever tell you guys how much I can't stand watching people kiss in public on film or any of that? It's, it's the grossest fucking thing ever. Ugh. Keep your intimacies to yourself. Uh, now we have a long-distance relationship. We are far away, but we still, each see, still see each other quite often. Five times per year, but then usually weeks at a time. Dude, what the fuck just happened? What to ha- what just happened? There, there was a was there a jump in time here? Was there some time travel going on here? She lives in Europe and has been hanging out with these feminist activist girls, and she's bringing up the topic of sexism, etc., more and more lately. Now, I was raised by a proud mother. Oh Jesus, is there any other kind? Proud, strong woman, and could not imagine dating a girl that has has values of women. Out of the 1950s, I like confident, proud women. This is where he always sets himself up to be a good guy. They can hold their own. But even though I am not a chauvinist by any means, I think the modern feminist movement, similar to vegans, annoying the living, annoys the living hell out of me. I get that there is sexism in this world, but I don't see the huge problem in it, especially since the Western societies have made such progress in this field in the past decades. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You keep talking yourself back into the hole there. Yeah, like a a total psycho, 100% feminist maniac. Yeah, you don't want to be around that. It's literally like being around a conspiracy theorist after a while, as far as they're never going to shut the fuck up about that topic. And it's going to drive you nuts after a while. Um, Do you realize that every day, 40% of women, they're going to be throwing stats at you, like someone who plays fantasy football. Um, Anyway... 
He says, today my girlfriend sent me a link to an article about how pornography objectifies and discriminates women. Then she wrote, I've been thinking a lot lately, and I'll have to change some things in the future, especially in our sex life. Yeah, dude, this relationship is over. Uh, now I tend to agree with... Now, I tend to agree with this, Otto, but nevertheless, I furiously replied, hey, if you're going to turn into one of the, these nonstop nagging feminists, please tell me now so I can even move the fuck further away from you and your victim-seeking miserable friends. Yeah, dude, uh, you're kind of an asshole. You're kind of an asshole. Um, slash a bit of a control freak, I think. I don't know. But then you're cool with her moving away. I don't know. I can't read you. He goes, then things escalated quickly. Yeah, you think? We got into a big fight and haven't communicated since. Yeah, dude, it's a wrap. It was already a wrap. It was already a wrap. You know, if you just imagine if you got into something, okay, and then you came home and whatever your new fucking way of thinking was, you told your wife that she, or girlfriend that she needed to adjust some things in the bedroom. I mean, try that one on for size. Yeah, what it is is she's grown in a different direction and she needs to be... Um, you know, I don't, I don't, she's with a different type of guy, not you. Now, Bill, this is a girl, this girl is great and smart and TBH. I don't know what that means. I am all for women's rights and see sexism on a daily basis and totally understand some of the, well, stop fucking making yourself out to be the hero. I'm not one of these guys, but I'm not one of these guys. So leave me the fuck alone with this stuff. And if this stuff will interfere with our sex life and change the woman that I have learned to love, I don't know where this will leave us. What do you think of this? Am I being too non-empathetic here? It's been... I don't think you're an empathetic person. Um, I would say that, uh, yeah, this is a wrap. This is not the kind of woman you're looking for. Um, And this is a major change in her. All right. I mean, I don't know what goes on between the two of you, but if she's going to be like, hey, watch this and we need to change some stuff in the bedroom, like the, the relationship, as you know, it is over and uh, and it's long distance. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a fucking wrap. I would walk away. Um, all right. Fucked up at, at pet shop. Last one here. Fucked up at the pet shop. East End boys, West End girls, East End girls. West End girls. Pet shop boys, that's right. All right, fucked up at pet shop. How's it going, old Billy Bordeaux bollocks? Um, love the podcast. Congrats on the great. Thank you very much. All the great work on F is for family bag East. Haven't laughed at anything so hard in a long time. Old Billy, I fucked up recently, but no one knows I've done anything wrong. I work at a pet shop. We sell rabbits and mice things like that. And my job is to feed them and clean their cages. I already don't like where this is going. Not the most exciting thing in the world, but I love animals and they look so sad a lot of the time. So I try to make their lives a little better by looking after them the best I can. That's what I would do if I worked at a pet store. Long story short, I'm fairly new. So the first day I was taught how to tell the male rabbits from the female rabbits. Turns out you have to feel for the testicles which wasn't that hard as a lot of the rabbits had really big balls, like, holy shit. And I was pretty confident that I could do it in the future. God, these are weird this week. Fast forward to Monday. Turns out I cannot do it. We got a whole load of new lion head rabbits in with massive fur, making it almost impossible to locate the balls. Well, just flick them between the legs. If the rabbit turns around, like, what the fuck was that for? She has a pussy. 
If you fucking flick it between the legs and the thing collapses, you know, and lays there for 30 seconds while his other friends laugh at him, uh, that is a male and the ones laughing. Well, women laugh at that shit too. Anyways, at that stage, it was just me and one of the student part-time workers who probably had just learned to locate his own balls, let alone someone else's. Uh, why is this a big deal? Well, I can tell you, I, I think you can figure out we can, why we can't put the males in with the females. Bill, I seriously don't know what the fuck happened, but I went home that evening having no idea if I was going to arrive back into work with double the number of rabbits. I know that's not how gestation works, but fuck it. Uh, what would you do if you were in my situation? I just started working here and I really like it, but I have no idea how to explain how I fucked this up so badly. Thanks. Well, what happened? We got a whole new load of new lion head rabbits in with massive fur, making it almost impossible. So what is the, what is the problem here? You're worried that you're going to put them in with the wrong ones and they ah, fuck. Oh my God. I just dropped my fucking laptop on my foot. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know what the problem is, sir. What I would do is I would come clean before you have 7,000 rabbits and they got to feed them to the snakes. That's what I would do. All right? How hard is it to find fucking balls? I'd put on a glove and I'd go like la, 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 underneath them. You know? I don't know. I don't know. You're out of my, you're, I'm out of my element. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to find rabbit balls. I would definitely come clean and say that you think you fucking messed up because uh, the fact that you're running from this problem, like that guy in Fargo, ah, geez, I'm going to get you the numbers like you're doing that right now. All right. And I'm afraid you're going to end up blaming the fucking college student. All right. So I would just come clean, say that you fucked up. I don't think they're going to fire you over it. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what I would do. And I would learn how to find rabbit balls. I, I would get into another line of business. All right. Okay. There you go. That's the podcast for this week. I'll check in on you on Thursday. If you'd like to contribute to this podcast, just go to uh, Netflix and watch F is for family this week. <laughs> if you don't want to do that, go to my podcast page, click on the, uh, go to my website, click on the podcast page and if you're going to buy something on Amazon, just click on the Amazon link. It takes you there. I get credit for driving traffic. And they kick me a little do-re-me over there. Okay, that's it. Go fuck yourselves, and I will talk to you on Thursday. Toyota, you know, we all agree that reducing emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, yet they make up less than 10% of all new vehicles today. That's because right now they cost more. They're too expensive, just like all new technology. Consumers worry about range and whether or not they'll be able to find a charging station. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture the batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision of a carbon neutral future. The materials used to make just one long range battery for an EV electric vehicle could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, hey, let's go places.